welcome back, people, to the Start Simple podcast with me, Andy. And yeah, we um, I'm quite looking forward to this this episode because it's it's maybe a little bit different than necessarily focusing on one specific fitness topic, and it's a subject that I find quite easy to talk about because it's myself, so I can talk about my own experiences quite easily. And um, as always, I, I think you will find this episode quite useful because, like I say, it's it's more about maybe my own journey and my own like lessons along the way. And if you do, I would really appreciate it if you shared the podcast, if you tell people about the podcast, tag me on Instagram if you find it useful. All the stuff that I always say on here, you don't see the difference and the impact that that has, but it really does help me. So yeah, if you find this useful, tell someone about it. So today's episode is going to be five of the things that helped me most in my fitness journey. It's a long-winded title, isn't it? But... I was, th- I was thinking about this. It was actually, I saw something the other day and it was about one of the things I'm going to mention. And I, it just got me thinking. It was like, for me myself, like I've, I've spoken before on the podcast and on social media about like sort of my own, maybe struggles with my weight, with relationship with food, with like exercise and dieting and body image and the things that I always talk about that I don't think lads openly admit still. I think lads are pretty shit at admitting, admitting that they find this stuff difficult. They it's not a very lad thing to do, is it? Accepting that maybe you need help or maybe you find something hard. But I did, right? And I found all these different areas hard. And over a long period of time, and that's something that I'd stress, this isn't what the podcast is about, but I would say that my first maybe struggles with this sort of stuff showed their head when I was, I mean, I could even say when I was in school with PE and things like that, but certainly from like sort of the ages 17 and 18, which, God, I feel really old saying this, but that would have been like 2008 and up, up until probably the last couple of years. So, you know, that's a 10, 11, 12 year. Oh, my God, it's longer. It's 2023 now. Oh, my God, that's like 15 years. Wow. But um, it's it's a long journey. And I think it's important to know that that when you're next thinking, why have I not made a load of progress in two weeks? Some of the things I'm going to talk about, I'm explaining that this progress has taken 10 years for me to genuinely see. Now, there's no particularly to particular order to the things that I'm going to say here. They're not particularly necessarily linked. They're just five things that after I gave it some thought were things that genuinely have really helped me in the short and in the long term. Okay, so like I said, there is no direct order with these things. So the first thing for me that I think made a real difference, and this was a big one that impacted my physical progress. And maybe there was certainly a stage where I wasn't seeing the changes that I wanted to see. And, you know, I was always feeling like I was on the back foot in a week. And then there was a summer, it was, it would have been around, God, this is really going to, this podcast is going to test my memory more than any other. I went to America for the summer. Now that would have been 2000 and oh my God, maybe 2017, I think. I want, yeah, 2017, I went to America for, for like four weeks in the summer. And before like building up towards going away on a holiday, I, I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel good. So I knew that I was going in the summer. So probably like January, February time. Don't get me wrong, at this point, as you'll hear me talk about through the podcast, I was already maybe doing certain things with my nutrition and I was already exercising, but I wanted to make a bit of an extra effort for this holiday. And 
I made the decision, one, to be honest with you, was about saving money for going away. Um, and then two was physic like again, because of the progress that I wanted to see, I made the decision from maybe like the March until probably June, maybe three or four months. Um, in fact, it was definitely March because my last drink was a St. Patrick's day. And I decided that I would just go like three or four months without touching alcohol. And that was one of the first biggest lessons that I had was that period of perhaps four or five months where I had zero alcohol. And it completely changed my relationship with alcohol. Uh, I'm not going to say that my relationship with alcohol is perfect, but certainly up until that point, it was detrimental. It was all that I knew at weekends. Um, I probably wouldn't have felt as confident at weekends if I didn't drink. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd feel sort of FOMO and like that all my friends are drinking, so I should be drinking and stuff like that. Um and I faced all these sort of thoughts about cutting out alcohol. Like, again, this is like six or seven years ago now. But I decided to go, whatever that period was, like four months, without drinking. And I will never forget how I felt during that period. I've never in my entire life felt healthier. I remember... This is this is how healthy I felt. Like Sunday mornings, I was feeling fresh every Sunday up early, going out on runs. I was boxing at the time. My training felt amazing. I was in the gym. I was eating well. I wouldn't say that I was eating restrictively. At that point, I was tracking my calories. I'm going to talk about tracking in a little bit. Um, and just the the physical progress that I saw and the, like, again, the, the mental clarity that I, I had during that period and the way that I felt was like nothing that I had probably had in the build up to that since being probably 15, 16, when I probably first started drinking again, like I'm not saying that I was getting leathered as a 15 year old every weekend, but like where I grew up in the culture that I grew up in, that was, was quite normal for you to, you and your friends to be drinking little WKDs in a park or something at 15. Um, but anyway, I had this, this long period without drinking alcohol and it made me realize how much alcohol can impact my goals. Now, I didn't give up alcohol forever following that period because, quite frankly, I still enjoy a night out. I still enjoy a drink. I still now, I would say that I drink every other weekend. I probably have a drink every weekend, but this is what that period of my life probably taught me a lot, is that it doesn't have to be completely excessive when it comes to alcohol. And I can now have one or two drinks with a meal and it doesn't have to lead to a crazy night. I think part of that is majority as well. Like As you get older, you realise that you're not 21 anymore and you can't do these things. Um, you get more responsibilities and stuff like that. But certainly having a long period without alcohol made me realise the impact it has because it does. Even, you know, a bottle of wine on a Saturday night, you might not think that that's much. Forgetting the calorie content of it, but the impact that, that has on your sleep, on your recovery, on your productivity is huge. And for me to to go that longer period without drinking, yeah, I just think I, I learned a lot from that and I'll it changed my approach certainly with alcohol. Like I said, I'll, I'll still have a night out now. I'll still have a drink now. I'm not against those things. I'm all for them in fact. But it made me realise the impact that alcohol can have on a fitness goal. It's now if I ever get to the point, I've not really, I've not had to do this for a while, but if I ever have, um, my last jiu-jitsu competition was about a year ago. 
in a build-up to a jiu-jitsu competition now, if I needed to make weight and train well, I would. I know that I just wouldn't drink because I know the impact that it has. When I don't have such clear and specific goals, I don't mind including alcohol within my lifestyle. Next year, I'm going to be running a marathon. I can tell you right now that I want to feel at my absolute peak for that. The three or four months before it, it's a big goal. I will not be touching alcohol. So it definitely taught me a lot about alcohol, my relationship with alcohol, and what life looked with and without alcohol. Um... So that was the first one that came up to me. I think that I made a massive difference on my my view on overall health and fitness. You're about to hear a can opening, so I'm just opening a can of Monster. I hope you heard that. Um, if you did hear that, that shows how good my microphone is. Okay, the next thing that helped me and had a massive impact on me was tracking calories. Not just the tracking aspect of it, but the whole process and journey of tracking calories. Tracking calories gets knocked a lot, and I think it can be used in a bad way. I think it can become quite restrictive, surprisingly. I know a lot of people, personal trainers, are like, no, it's not restrictive to track calories. It can be for some people. But for me, when I first started tracking calories, I had zero awareness of portion sizes. I had zero awareness of macronutrients. I didn't realize that the foods, some of the foods that I were eating were extremely high in calories. You think that certain things are healthy and not to say they're not healthy, but they can still be high in calories and healthy. Um, And it gave me a huge awareness to my diet. Equally as much as it supported my diet, using it as a way to come away from tracking calories was just as important. So this is why I said it's the whole process of tracking calories for me. Um, And tracking and learning about portion sizes to give me the ability to then come away. And now eat the way that I eat, which I would say is very intuitive, is very understanding of nutrients, is very understanding of calorie values. I can now eat a meal or eat have a day of eating where I'll be very aware that maybe I've eaten quite a lot of calories that day. And then the following day, as opposed to the feel the need to completely restrict, I can just have the knowledge in myself of, okay, yesterday you ate a lot of calories, that's why you might maybe feel a little less hungry today or, or whatever it might be. It's given me an awareness as opposed to where before I simply had no understanding of these things. This is why I think tracking calories can be really educational, but I don't think it should be relied on forever. It should take you to the point where I would say that I am where... I understand the calorie values of foods. I understand the nutrient value of foods. Um, but I'm not reliant on putting it into an app. But if it wasn't for tracking in the first place, I, I, I don't think personally that I would have that um, awareness, that awareness of food and that understanding of food. So definitely that was the second thing that I think has definitely made a big impact on me. Now, the third one is probably going to be the thing that, su- that surprises people the most that I'm going to say this. But um, I'm laughing at myself that I'm saying this. But again, it was when I was sitting down and thinking of the things that I've done with my own fitness journey. I was like, okay, well, you know, what's the sort of processes that you've been on? And somebody who I actually think taught me a lot about fitness is Joe Wicks, the body coach which will surprise some people because, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm not one of the people online. You see a lot of fitness trainers give him a lot of shit. I've never really done that. I, I like what he encourages. I like that he encourages a healthy lifestyle. Um, I think he's sort of, he, at one point he said calorie counting. He said something like calories aren't important. I think he's changed his stance on that now. Um, I would not program in the same way um, that he programs his exercise programs. He he bases a lot of his exercise on like hit and short workouts, which people enjoy that. But I think there's, there's better uses of your time. But again, 
opinions like ourselves. It doesn't really matter. Um, so it might not be that I agree with his methods. However, I remember, and I'm talking about, this is when he very, 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 very first came out. He probably only had a couple of thousand followers maybe. And I remember coming across him and it was actually on Snapchat. This is how old, I know some people still use Snapchat, but like, I'm an adult now, I don't use Snapchat. Um, this is how long ago it was. I want to say like, probably again, 2010, 2011, 2012, like a long, long time ago, assuming it must be that. Um, and I remember coming across his, at those times he was doing, his videos were really basic. They were like 10 second videos. And it was just like, he'd throw a pack of chicken at a microwave. He'd throw a pack of rice at the microwave. He'd throw, like it was really short, snappy clips. But the point was, what I actually took from his uh, videos and his content that he was putting out at the time was that eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Because before that, my approach to nutrition was if I wanted to get results, if I wanted to be successful, if I wanted to lose weight, if I wanted all of these things, in my head I told myself that I literally just had to eat bland food. Like, I just had to have plain porridge for breakfast. I used to just have to have chicken and vegetables for tea and eat fucking rabbit food basically is what I thought I had to do and I was always trying to do that but then I'd hate doing it and it gets to the weekend and I'd blow out right that would happen to me continuously and coming across Joe Wicks's content in those early days he was making meals like stir fries and he was making like I remember he had one called a build-up bagel and it was like a bagel with cheese chicken breast and something else on it um and he was making like burgers and wraps and Similar to what a lot of online coaches are doing nowadays. You'll see a lot of online coaches nowadays showing you how to eat healthy, how to eat exciting, low-calorie meals, which is great. It's great for, like, I enjoy seeing that content because I like that. I know that that sort of thing helped me when I first started out. Um, and for me, seeing, like, Joe Wicks' content doing that, normalized, it made me realize, oh, shit, I can eat pasta. Oh, it doesn't have to be like this. Oh, like, and seeing like the way that he'd maybe swap certain things and make things a little bit healthier and maybe not necessarily low, less calories, but certainly making more healthful swaps. And it just made me think about my own nutrition and made me realize there was a space. He, uh, another one I remember was when he, he made a pizza using a wrap for the base. And I was like, oh, that's like a really good alternative. Instead of ordering a Domino's this weekend, I could make that. And that was the first person that gave me that realization, Joe Wicks's content. So again, that was a big lesson for me because it, it changed, it started to change my relationship with food, which is pretty cool, right? So yeah, I don't particularly agree with some of his methods in terms, particularly around exercise, but um, another big part of my journey, a little bit cringe, but another thing that made me realize, ah, oh, shit, okay, this is good. The next thing is training. And specifically performance-based training. So I was for a very long time of the opinion to exercise to lose weight. I was loving treadmills. I always try, I tried HIIT training. Um, I remember going to gym classes and um, I remember going to spin a couple of times and I absolutely despised it. But I was burning calories, so I was like, I've got to keep going because this is the best exercise because it burns calories. And... I always had an interest in boxing and like sport in general and I always wanted to try it and I'd always put it off and me and my friend once were talking about it and we decided to go to, this is, oh God, 
time-wise again, maybe 2015, decided to go to a kickboxing, start, start up kickboxing classes. And it was the first time where, like, I wasn't thinking about burning calories with the form of exercise that I was doing. It was about technique and learning a new skill and, and getting better at something. And then at a similar time, and I've spoken about this before on the podcast, is that I joined a gym which was like a much more smaller community gym. Um, it's called Results Inc. in Cheadle. Um, and it was the first time in a gym that um, a trainer or a coach had talked to me about logging my workouts and like explaining to me the concept of, have you ever thought of trying to lift more and seeing if you're getting stronger over time? And I was like, no, I've, I've never written that down. I've, I've never really focused on strength or anything like that, to be honest. And I did. I started to do it. I started to like log my workouts and I was finding myself beginning to want to go to the gym and be thinking, oh, last week's deadlift was 50. I wonder if I can get 60 this week. Um, and at the same time, going to these kickboxing lessons and being like, oh, wow, that technique that he taught last week, I've remembered it and I can do it this week. From there, I started going to some boxing sessions. This was more recently. This was in the COVID times. I started boxing and at the same time, my training was still continuing to be based around performance and getting stronger and improving. I started going to boxing and I remember sparring in boxing for the first time and I've never had an adrenaline rush like it afterwards. Like the This sounds so weird if you've never done it, but the feeling of getting punched in the face a little bit and like fighting somebody and thinking, wow, this is like, I'm training for this. And, you know, if I don't train and learn a skill, I get punched in the face when this happens. And again, I'm not saying that you have to get punched in the face, don't worry. But for me learning that, it just, it gave me so much enjoyment from exercise. Now that's what works for me. Um, And then as you know, if you've listened to any podcast episode, I've probably mentioned it on every one. I have then discovered, probably about two and a half, nearly three years ago, discovered jiu-jitsu. And I get the same rush and the same excitement and the same buzz. And the, the, the way that sport teaches discipline and the art of turning up and the art of learning and having to accept that you're just not as good as other people and having to continuously show up, it's there's just something really special about that feeling within exercise and whether that comes from a martial art whether that comes from a sport whether it comes from for some people I said I didn't like spinning but some of you are going to get that from spinning but for me focusing on performance-based training and training to improve myself as opposed to trying to lose weight that was the fourth thing that was the biggest difference for me so the last one and this was probably one of the more recent ones of those things that I've said, because all of those things maybe started around 10 years ago, whereas I can tell you exactly when this decision was made. So the last one is getting a coach for myself, right? And I'd thought about getting a coach for months and months, years even. I thought about it. And I'd had a, bit, a couple of in-person, in-person, in-person personal trainers and, and maybe seen some progress. But I'd been following a few different coaches online and the one that I, I ended up getting was called Mike, right? And I'd followed him for a long time and it was 2019, I think. Maybe 2018. I think it was 2019 when I first got in touch with him. And I'll tell you what happened, right? Tottenham were playing Ajax in the semi-final of the Champions League. Trust me, stick with me. And Ajax were winning 2-0. And at half-time, I put a bet on and I said to my girlfriend at the time, I said to her, I'm going to put a bet on Tottenham to win here. 
And if they win, the money that I win, I'm going to get a coach. Please, by the way, not encouraging gambling. Please do not like gamble to get a coach. I'm not saying it's a good idea. My bet was only like a fiver. Um, and she was like, okay, go on then. So I did it. And Tottenham, in the, with the last kick of the game, Tottenham won. Like it was 3-2. They scored with the last kick of the game. It's quite a famous game of football, actually. And she was like, well, you got to message him now. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. So anyway, I, I sent him this message and I was like, hey, followed you for a while can I speak to you about coaching and that was probably after like I said a long long period of learning and growing and trying different things with my nutrition and different things with training it was probably the last thing by the way at this point I was already a personal trainer um I think I just qualified as a personal trainer at this point so it wasn't like I didn't know what I was doing at this stage I fully knew what I was doing but I knew that still maybe accountability a little bit of education an application wasn't quite there. So I sent him a message and was like, hey, can I sign up? And I signed up with him. And that was after, like I said, like 10 years of maybe not knowing what I was doing was maybe the final, I was going to say nail in the coffin. That's the wrong thing to say, isn't it? Not nail in the coffin. Um, the final last straw that I needed. <laughs> Again, that sounds like a ne- negative thing. It wasn't. Um, but it was the final bit of final tool that I needed for my tools. I need to stop thinking of analogies. Just say what it was. It was the last thing that maybe solidified the ending of my struggles with health and fitness. It just finally gave me clarity and direction and a plan and someone else, someone to talk to every single week who like when I was maybe, because it didn't mean that struggles didn't go away. It just meant that I had him to bounce off and I was like, okay, this is what's happening with my training or my motivation is low or why asking questions? Why are you setting my calories like this? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And like, I'm still in touch with Mike now. He's not my coach anymore, but I learned an awful lot from just that process of having somebody else in my corner. So I (laughs) listen, it sounds like I planned this for the podcast. I didn't, um, but that's, I highly recommend for anybody at some stage in your fitness journey. Maybe now's not the right time. That's cool. But at some stage, working with a coach who you, you look at and you think, yeah, do you know what? The things that you're saying, the things that you're talking about, that's me. That That's what I want to learn. That's what I want to get to. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the most beneficial things anybody can do. So those were the five things that probably helped me most in what has been now nearly 15 years of of a fitness journey, if you like. So a little bit different this episode, but as always, hope you found it useful. If you have questions off the back of it, always let me know. Please share it, tag me on Instagram, all the usual stuff. Thanks for listening. See you on the next one.